It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. Former U.N. Ambassador John Bolton. Uh, Ambassador Bolton, there's so much going on between Israel and Iran. I don't know if you saw uh, Defense Secretary Austin today. It was painful to watch it. Not only, obviously, is he physically frail, but his message to, you know, Iran or anybody wished to do America harm, it was, well, we don't really want to get into a war. We're not really sure. We're not. It sounded just so uh, wimpy. And, and it was scary to me as an American. And I think it's important to admit strength. Your thoughts? Well, I think the administration, based on what they've said since the uh, attack by Shia militia on Sunday, killed three Americans and wounded several dozen. They've just been been at pains to make it clear they don't want to attack targets in Iran. Uh, they're, they're, they're consumed by a worry about a wider war, ignoring the fact we've been in a wider war since October the 7th. Iran is behind all of this violence, beginning with the Hamas attack on Israel uh, and, and ending up just recently by killing three Americans. So uh, crossing an uh, Iranian red line after they have crossed so many I think is necessary to signal to them we do not accept their behavior. It's, it's, uh, and, and more would come. I, I don't think the first raid into Iranian territory, uh, needs to be, uh, strategic. It doesn't need to be regime threatening, but it should be clear we're not just going to attack their surrogates, the, the ter- Tehran surrogates and proxies. We're going to attack the source. And, uh, I, I, but I have no faith the administration will do that. And so, Ambassador Bolton, Ed Cox. So, uh, so John, what do they attack? Uh, oil refineries? That drives up the price of oil. What do they attack in Iran? Well, I think uh, several things. Number one, they can attack the multiple air defense systems that Iran has around the Persian Gulf and along the western border with Iraq. Taking those systems out is a clear attack on military and revolutionary guard elements. Uh, it's something that we've contemplated but not done before. Uh, and, and I think it has the, the secondary advantage that having eliminated air defense units, it's a lot easier to go in the next time. I think the second thing we go after are the Quds Force and Revolutionary Guard bases in western Iran, which for decades have trained these Shia militia groups, equipped them, armed them, sent them back in, killed close to 200 Americans uh, over the past 20 years. Our military has wanted to go after those bases for a long time. Now's the time to do it. Uh, And just uh, in addition, targets uh, outside of Iran, but clearly Iranian assets, we should sink the Iranian naval vessels in the Red Sea who are helping the Houthi close the, the Red Sea and the Suez Canal to commercial traffic. That that would be my first response. And you could consider other responses down the road that uh, that are even more serious. Yes, if they're, if they're helping our, the Houthis attack our vessels and, and, and other uh, situations, of course, they're, they're, they're co-conspirators. Well, it, it's uh, this goes back a long way. The, the Iranians call what they're doing now their ring of fire strategy, meaning their ring of fire around Israel, but really around the Gulf Arab states and ultimately the U.S. Uh, and this is something that the uh, late unlamented Qasem Soleimani, then the head of the Quds Force, was was working on. And uh, I think this is uh, this this is an effort to see how successful that strategy will be. If if you want to restore peace in the Middle East, uh, you have to do it through strength. A show of weakness will not convince the Iranians to give up. It will encourage them to go further.
You know, and also, Ambassador Bolton, have you seen in the middle of all this, it looks like uh, the president has now just issued an executive order against Israeli settlers in the West Bank. It seems like he's <laughs> taking aggressive action, uh, anything to do with Israel, and yet he's very tepid on the other hand. That's that's very dangerous. Well, I think he's worried about the split, the political split within the Democratic Party, the left wing, very pro-Palestinian, very anti-Israel. I think he wants to make sure they don't jump ship. But according to leaks out of the administration that were reported widely in the press today, they are contemplating recognizing a state of Palestine, uh, which the U.S. has never done. In fact, I would argue it could well be in violation of the Oslo Agreements. Uh, which say that the Palestinians and the Israelis are the ones that have to agree on that. There is no state of Palestine now. It doesn't meet any definitions under customary international law. There's no capital. There's no defined territory. There's no government acting like government. So it would be a pure propaganda victory for uh, for for uh, the Palestinian Authority if they did that. And I think would cause enormous problems in the pro-Israel community uh, in this country. Ambassador Bolton, we got two questions before we run out of time. One, uh, we we had a very important person, uh, the vice president, the former vice president, in the, in, uh, the studio today, uh, and uh, we no, we talked. He wasn't in the studio. He was uh, here this afternoon, and I understand that uh, there's forty five thousand troops on the northern side where Lebanon is because the Eighty-five percent of the Israelis moved out. Fifteen percent are still there, and uh, we understand that Hezbollah has tunnels underneath that portion uh, of Israel. And the question is: Is those forty-five thousand troops going to move the fifteen percent Israelis that are still there, or are they going to move back the Hezbollah if they're if they're entering that? Uh, uh, that uh, if they're not complying with the UN resolution, that they have to stay back. Any opinion on that? Yeah. Well, look, I think they're worried about Hezbollah for all the the barbarity and horror of the uh, October seventh attack by Hamas. Hezbollah is far better equipped. <clears throat> they have tens of thousands of missiles. You mentioned the tunnels that come out somewhere in Israel, uh, and and Israel has uh, fought Hezbollah before. They in, back in two thousand six, they said they would eliminate Hezbollah. They didn't. It was a stake then. Uh, and, uh, you know, there there is a U.N. Resolution 1701, I helped negotiate it, that said the area south of the Latani River in Lebanon uh, should have only the Lebanese armed forces in there, no Hezbollah forces, which they have ignored now for about 16 or 17 years. Very dangerous up there in the north, and, and that's uh, that's something so I what know do you Israel... So what do you think the Israeli army is going to do? Are they going to move the 15% out? Or, and uh, then the intent would be to uh, knock out all those tunnels? Well, I think they've got to be prepared uh, for potential attacks by Hezbollah, uh, or if the situation's really risky with, with these thousands of missiles that could overwhelm Israel's air defenses and jeopardize Tel Aviv and other major uh, Israeli cities. It's a very dangerous uh, place to be in for Israel, and I think they're preparing for the options. I think the settlers are still there. I mean, the citizens of Israel living on their property south of the Lebanese border, those that haven't uh, left, I don't think you're going to. I mean, the, the question is, why don't they just blow up the 150,000 missiles or whatever, or whatever they have? Yeah, well, why not? In the Bekaa Valley. It would be quite an operation. I think Israel's capable of doing it, but, but they're also now pinned down in the Gaza Strip. I think that's part of Iran's 
thinking here to see if uh, how much damage they can impose on Israel in Gaza. And uh, and that's still playing out. So it may not be opportune for Israel, but but they can't. They, they don't call all the shots. Hezbollah can call the shots. Last question, real fast, because we're, we're, we're over time. And we're after 6 o'clock. And the last question is, we understand that Mexico, uh, to make uh, President Biden happy, is is restricting the amount of people now coming into the borders because they'd rather have President Biden than President Trump. Well, look, this this is something they were doing before. They should do it. It's in their own interest to do it. If they they don't want people from Central America marching through Mexico, they ought to stop them on their border, too. We can cooperate with Mexico if we make it clear we're not taking these people in. Uh, And then they wouldn't leave their homes in the first place. Well, thank you so much, Ambassador Bolton, and we'll catch up with you again real soon. And those were important questions uh, for the American people, and thank you.